0: ...terrible days of fighting in the city as the war drew to its close. He'd been in the Führer bunker on the morning of Hitler's death on April thirtieth, 1945. A day later, Armin had made a hellish breakout through the burning rubble of Berlin, eventually reaching the safety of the American lines on the River Elbe. The other, Red Army Lieutenant Vasily Ustyugov, had on the same day, April the thirtieth only a few hundred meters away from Armin, fighting inside the Reichstag, which, despite lying in ruins for most of Hitler's rule, became a symbol for the Russians of the hated Nazi regime. For Armin, the beginning of May 1945 was the collapse of everything he believed in. For Vasily, it was a triumphant vindication of a patriotic cause. As I visited some of the places seared in their memories and powerfully recounted in their stories, the genesis of this book emerged—the story of the last days of the Second World War, the days after Hitler's death. The concept grew the following autumn when I embarked on a cruise of the Black Sea under the banner of the BBC History magazine team, alongside fellow lecturers Greg Neal and Martin Folley. It was a powerful experience to visit Yalta and the site of the Great Summit in February 1945 that decisively shaped post war Europe, and to hear Dr. Foley's ideas on the three power diplomacy between Britain, America, and the Soviet Union that was its anvil. Since then, many have helped in this book's evolution. Alongside Martin, I would like to thank Professor Geoffrey Roberts of the University of Cork. Dr. Elke Schästchenjoy of Berlin's Institut für Zeitgeschichte, and particularly Richard Hargreaves, who shared his knowledge of the siege of Breslau and German archives in general, and Tomas Jakl of Prague's Military Institute, who guided my work on the uprising of May 1945. Many veterans have given generously of their time. I would especially like to thank Antonin Stier of the Czech House of Veterans in Prague for sharing his own memories of the uprising there and facilitating other interviews. Alexander Ivanov of the Russian Council of War Veterans in Moscow also arranged a number of important meetings, and Yuli Chevinsky of the Blavatnik Foundation Archive has drawn my attention to a number of moving veteran accounts. Further acknowledgements are to be found in the end notes. I'm grateful to the staff of the collections of the Imperial War Museum and the Little Heart Centre for Military Archives at King's College London, the National Archives at Kew, the Churchill Archive Centre at Churchill College, Cambridge, the East Sussex Record Office, where the Mass Observation Archive is now housed, and the Second World War Experience Centre near Leeds. Foreign documentary material has also been drawn from the Prague City Archives, the Bundesarchiv at Freiburg, the Russian Ministry of Defense Archive at Podolsk, and the National Archives and Record Administration, NARA, Washington. Ralph Gibson of RIA Novosti kindly helped me with some of the illustrative material and also located some eyewitness accounts of Moscow on May ninth, 1945. I'm grateful to Amanda Helm for giving me access to the unpublished memoir of her father, Captain Derek Thomas, and to Russell Porter for sharing the reminiscences of his father, Lance Corporal Ray Porter, both of the British 6th Airborne Division, and to the Airborne Forces website for additional veteran information. I would like to thank the BBC for permission to cite from their People's War Online Archive, those involved are individually acknowledged in the endnotes. I have also benefited enormously from the material on the numerous U.S. divisional websites. Soviet material has been provided by the Russian Veterans Association, Moscow, the Blavatnik Foundation Archive, New York, and Artyom Drabkins. I remember link at www.russianbattlefield.com. On the German side, the Kurland Pocket website www.kurlant-kessel.de has been of particular value. Place names have been modernized, except in those instances, as with Breslau instead of Brotswaff, where the original allows the narrative to be clearer. All Soviet source references in the endnotes and bibliography have been translated from the Russian. It has been a-